Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to be a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can watch the video portion. Uh, you can also find it anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys have found the podcast today. Uh, again, real quick before we move on, uh, go on and like the Facebook page. Just look at When the Scriptures Become Real. Uh, you can look up the page there. You can like and follow. And then you can get all the, the information for what's coming and what has already happened for the podcast. So we're looking forward to seeing you on that platform. All right. So um, we were actually supposed to have a guest today with uh, my friend Cole Bennett. Um, but we had to reschedule. So Lord willing, be looking for that on Friday. And so we'll record on Friday and that'll come out on Friday as well. So be looking out for that episode with Cole. And we're looking forward to having him on the podcast. All right. So. Uh, today's podcast, since we're switching it up a little bit, we're going to talk about a topic, um, that I think it's, it's, it's necessary, but it's sometimes it's hard for us to ask this question at times. So what we're going to talk about today is how am I doing? Consider your ways. How am I doing? Consider your ways. So let's introduce it this way. Um, as we talk about this. So if anybody knows me throughout listening to the podcast or you know me personally, you know that I'm a um, I'm a big Alabama Crimson Tide fan. And you, if you know anything about football, we went to the national championship and we lost this year. But last night I was watching the postgame interviews again. And so as I'm watching it, one of the reporters asked our starting quarterback, he asked him, so what, like basically what happened? Like what went wrong? And so if you watch the game, the thing was, it was not his fault. It was not his fault at all. You know, there were guys that were in that normally didn't play. And when they got in, they were missing catches that normally the starters would make. And so it was, it wasn't his fault. It was just, he was just kind of a victim of the current circumstance. And so what, what Bryce could have done is Bryce could have told that reporter, well, you know, all these other guys should have stepped up. I did. All these other guys should have been ready to play. I was ready to play. All these other guys should have known we only got one more game left, so why not give it your all? So I, I guess my teammates need to be better. He could have done that, and technically, technically he could have been right. But I, I won't forget what he said as I watched the interview. He said two things. He said, number one, I'm proud of everyone. I'm proud of everything that they did. But then number two, he said, it's on me. It's my fault. Even though if you watch the game, it was not his fault. He put every single person that was on the field, he put them in a position to do great things, but they just didn't, they didn't follow up. And so it wasn't his fault, but he said, no, it's on me. He said, it's, it's my fault. He said, I should have put them in better opportunities. I should have, you know, I touched the ball every, every down. I should have, I should have done better. It's my fault. And so as I looked at that, Sometimes I think, man, you know, when you think about this topic, how am I doing? Consider your ways. You know, so many times we can, we can, it's, it's almost very easy to, to sit here and blame circumstances, to blame other people for things that didn't happen and that aren't happening, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy to do that. And so as we talk about this, how am I doing? Can consider your ways. Maybe we need to take a step back today and maybe as we reevaluate our circumstances and reevaluate kind of where we are right now in life, 
maybe instead of, you know, trying to look at other things as to why that they're the problem or the circumstance or whatever it is, is the problem. Maybe we need to spend some time asking the question, well, wait, how am I doing? Let me consider my ways. So that's what we're going to talk about today as we continue to study. So let's go to um, Haggai. Haggai chapter 1, a book that we don't, we normally never study, but it's so, so many great things in the book of Haggai. So again, Haggai chapter 1, and I want you to notice the phrase that pops up, specifically in verse number 5 and verse number 7. All right. So again, if you're new to the podcast, let's open up our Bibles together because we want you guys to see this too. So Haggai chapter one, beginning in verse five. So notice what our text says. Now, therefore, thus said the Lord God of hosts, consider your ways. Then verse seven, thus said the Lord God of hosts again, consider your ways. As I looked at that, you know, that word consider there. It literally means set your heart upon your ways, what you have been doing, you know, uh, what those things that you have been doing, what has been the end result of those things, and what will it lead to if you keep doing them? So consider your ways, consider what, consider what you're doing. So as, as we look at this, we need to learn to kind of self-examine. And what we're going to do, we're going to look at a couple points here, myself included. We're going to look at a couple points here of what we need to consider. What are some specific things? How can I consider my ways? How can I really see how I'm doing? So number one, as we look at this, in order to consider your ways, first, we need to be willing to consider our faults. First, we need to be willing to consider our faults. Again, like we said with that Bryce example, right, from, from Bama. You know, look, man, it's on me. It's on me. When clearly, he's not the only one whose fault it was. Clearly. You, we, we can go back and watch the tape, right? Clearly, it's not all on him. But he doesn't take that opportunity to blame anybody else. He takes that opportunity to look at him, how he can be better for them. So, Look at this. Look at Numbers chapter uh, Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12, and I want to notice verse number 11. Numbers chapter 12, verse number 11. Now, notice this. So, again, remember, what's our point? Learn to consider our faults. So, again, here the Lord is angry with Miriam and Aaron because of their jealousy of Moses talking to God. So, notice, after Miriam gets leprosy, Watch what Aaron says in verse number 11. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, after Miriam got leprosy from having that jealous heart, lay not this sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. So what did Aaron have the ability to do? consider his ways and consider his faults. Now, specifically in his situation, sometimes we can't consider our ways and consider our faults until the consequence comes. Then once the consequence hits, then we can say, okay, 
Now let me consider my ways. Let me consider how I'm moving. Let me consider how I'm acting, how my attitude is. So they were jealous of Moses because God had that one-on-one conversation with him and they wanted to be like Moses. But after that consequence, now they can say, look, we've done foolishly. You know, considering your faults is, and again, I'm, you know, I'm learning this too. Considering your faults is looking at where you could have done better. You know, so many times it's, isn't it, isn't it so easy guys to just look at everything and everyone else and see their role in it rather than see your role in it? Because in a sense, quote unquote, we're the hero of our own story. So we never want to see us as the villain when maybe uh, it was on me. Maybe it was on me to get better. Maybe it was on me to grow. Maybe it was on me to, to do better in this or do better in that. So Aaron there, he said, look, we've done foolishly and we've sinned. So he realized his mistake. But then notice this phrase. If you're taking notes, circle that phrase we have done foolishly because that's going to come up again. So look at this. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 24. 2 Samuel chapter 24 and uh, notice verse number 10. So again, what are we talking about? How am I doing? How am I doing? Consider consider your ways. Well, how can I do that? Consider your faults. So look at this. So in 2 Samuel 24, David here was not supposed to number the people, but he ends up numbering the people anyway. But notice what happens in verse number 10 of 2 Samuel 24. And David's heart smote him after he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly and that I have done. Now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant. What's our phrase? For I have done foolishly. So what did David have the ability to do? And Aaron and Miriam had the ability to do. Consider your faults. Consider your ways. You know, when we think about, um, you know, sometimes I've heard friends, I've heard uh, other people that I've talked to before, I've heard them say, well, you know, whatever it is of what they're talking about, whatever it is, it, it could be anything. But whatever it is, they always say, well, this always happens. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's the same story, different day. Same story, different character. Same, you know, they just they just put themselves in this box. But as they put themselves there, think about it for a second. Yes, just like that example we use in our introduction. In everything, it's not always just your fault. It's not always just your fault. But think about this as well. As you think about that and those people that put themselves in that box, sometimes think about those it situations. Who's the common denominator in all those situations? Who was always involved? We were. You were. You were always there. So, yes, other people may have had a role to play in certain things. But regardless of their role in it, you were there too. I was there too. So maybe we need to take some time to consider our ways, right? Consider our faults. David said, look, man, I've done foolishly. You know, Aaron and Miriam, we have done foolishly. And maybe that's something that we need to learn to develop too. Man, I I was a fool. 
you know, I was immature. You know, I could have grown. You know, I should have been more mature. Um, I should have been this. I should have been that. I'm going to do better. It, it's on me. I'm going to do better. It's it's my fault. It's on me. So, you know, as we talk about this, going back to Haggai chapter one, the Lord commanded Israel. The Lord said, consider your ways. Same thing, same thing to in verse number, uh, verse number seven. The Lord said again, consider your ways. So how am I doing? How can I consider my ways? Number one, I got to learn and we have to learn together to consider our faults. Then number two, as we move forward and again, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Again, like the Facebook page, but also if you want to support, go to anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real and you can be a uh, monetary supporter. And if you would like to do that, we're so thankful uh, for you guys and what you've done to support the podcast. Um, so continue to like it, share on Facebook, or on your social medias. Um, I've got some great messages from some people of them liking the podcast and sharing it. So I'm just so thankful for you guys for helping um, expand the podcast. All right. So how am I doing? Consider your ways. So we need to consider our faults, right? Then number two, what what's next? Next, consider your successes. Well, what, what are you talking about? Consider your successes. Sometimes we have this view of self-examination where when, you're, when you look at yourself, sometimes we, our first thought is, I always have to look at everything I've done wrong. I always have to look at everything I'm not good at. I always have to look at, you know, the, the people and the things I've let down. You know, as you grow and as we're growing together, I'm learning and I'm finding out that growing up and maturing and, and being who you need to be for people, sometimes you'll let people down. Sometimes you won't be what you need to be. Sometimes you won't say the right thing. Sometimes you won't do the right thing. But as you consider those things, that's a part of self-examination. But again, just like everything in life, everything in life always has to be balanced. So what if everybody always looked at what was wrong with you rather than what you're good at? So it's the same thing with yourself. You have to be, we have to be balanced with ourselves. We can't always look at how I'm wrong or how I'm bad or how I need to improve. We need to look at our successes too. Look at what you've done right. So again, going back to that Alabama example, after Bryce said I was wrong all those times, I mean, he said it like five or six times. Before he left, coach said, hey, sit down. Go back and watch the video. You can watch it on YouTube. Coach said, no, sit down. And he told all those reporters, he said, look, I just want y'all to know I'm proud of these guys for saying that it's on them. But he also said they're great players and they're not defined by one game. He called them, go watch it. He said he called them their winners. They are winners. Even though they lost, he wanted to remind them, look, they're still, you guys are still winners because you've won so many games coming up to this point. So a part of considering your ways is also consider what you've done right. Consider what you're doing right. Look at this. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Make sure it's the right text here. Actually, no, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 7, beginning in verse 5. So if you know about Corinthians, Paul, there's a lot of things going on in Corinth that are wrong, right? There's fornication going on. There's divisions going on. 
there's envy going on, there's strife going on, there's jealousy. I mean, there's so many things happening in this in this church here at Corinth. But notice what Paul writes. Remember, he tells them their faults. I mean, if you just read, if you just read First and Second Corinthians, you will see Paul. Paul does not play about those faults. But notice, Paul is balanced in his teaching. So, notice what he says here, starting in verse five of Second Corinthians chapter seven. For when we were come to Macedonia, and our flesh had no rest, we were troubled on every side. With or without were fightings, and within there were fears. Nevertheless, God, uh, that comforts those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Now watch verse, verse 7. And not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you. When he told us about your earnest desire, your mourning, and your fervent mind towards me. And when I heard that, so I rejoiced the more. So look at what Paul is saying. Paul had to discipline in First and Second Corinthians. But he also said, when I was fighting without and when there were fears within, I got encouragement from Titus. But, said, but Titus, when he came to me, Titus said he got the encouragement from you. And he said, I rejoice because of that. So Paul, yes, he spent time telling them how they needed to repent, how they needed to get better, how they needed to grow. But he also said, but I also, I also am thankful for you, and I also am proud of you, and I love you. And then Paul goes on to say later on, I love you because I'm willing to tell you this stuff. So how am I doing? Consider your ways. Paul was able to show them their faults, but Paul was able to show them the great things that they were doing as well. So I, I remember in high school, I had a coach. I still see him around sometimes. And um, there was there was a day in practice where, I mean, I couldn't do anything right. I mean, if I, if I went down and I tied my shoe, he would tell me I tied my shoe the wrong way. He'd tell me I had the wrong brand. I mean, that day I couldn't do anything right. Nothing. I nothing right. I couldn't run a play right. Couldn't uh pass the ball right. I couldn't shoot right. I couldn't I couldn't do anything right. And so after it was over, after practice was over that day, um, he calls me in his office and said, Hey, look, Jordan, I need to talk to you for a second. I was like, Man, practice is practice is over. He's gonna he's gonna rip me again. <laughs> right. So we go into the office and he closes the door. And he says, hey, I just want to let you know um, I'm proud of what you're doing. And in my mind at first, I was kind of mad because I was like, why would you yell at me and do all that in front of everybody? But then in private, but he said, look, I want you to help lead. I want you to help, you know, do this and be this for this team. Now, you know, sadly, I got hurt that year, but he was trying to prepare me for something greater. So, yes, he was willing to show me my faults, but he wasn't just focused on what I was doing wrong. He also told me some things I was doing right to help me as I grew in those things that I was doing wrong. See, that's that's what that's what hurts us so many times as we teach and as we develop and as we help people in our relationships and and in our homes and, and wherever we are. So many times with those that are around us, 
we focus so much on on the wrong quote unquote that they're doing on on what you're on what you're not yet on what you're not doing yet what you're not giving yet what you haven't said what you haven't done so think about it how long would you want to stay around a person that always tells you and punishes you for what you're not doing yes we're not perfect that's that's understandable but at the same time there's some things that i know that i'm doing right for you i know it even though there are some things I know I can improve on, I know that I can work on, and I am working on, but I'm not just all bad. You're not. You're just not all bad. There's there's some good things that you're doing for people, but there are some things that we can grow into. So, how am I doing? How are we doing? Let's learn to consider our ways. Well, how can we do that? We got to consider our faults. We got to consider where we've done foolishly and how we can do better so we don't do it again. Then we need to consider our successes. You're not a failure. You're not, you are not your failures. You are not your, your faults. Yes, you make, you make faults. Yes, we sin. Yes, we, we let people down. Yes, we do things wrong, but also there's some, there's some things that we're doing right. And there's a, there's a way and there's a path for us to keep doing better. But then number three, as we kind of talk about this topic a little bit more, how am I doing? Number three, here's the last part of it. We consider our faults. We consider our successes. But then number three, consider who you want to be. Consider who you want to be. So as we look at this, um, we always have to have goals of where we want to be and who we want to be and the type of person that we want to be. And so I don't know about you, but throughout my years, I'm 29 now, throughout my years, there's been some, some, some highs and some lows. There's been times where, you know, I've let down my friends. There's been times I let down family. There's been times I let down myself. There's been some times where I let down brethren. There's been some times where I just haven't done things right. But as you look at the totality of things, it, it it should drive you to want to be better for them. Really, number one, to be better for God, but then also to be better for those that are around you. So I I heard someone yesterday. Um, they were they were on a podcast and they were talking about um, the phrase. Oh, what was it? They were talking about the phrase, kind of being satisfied where you are. You know, you're okay where you are. And he said, that's, he said, that's a, that's a killing statement. He said, what you should do instead of being just okay with where you are, he said, you should be excited about who you could be. That's crazy, right? Think about that. You shouldn't be just satisfied with where you are and what you've done to this point, but you should be excited about who you could be. So yes, you know, we all understand there's things that we could have done better. There's, 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 you know, so many things we could have said and done better. But at the same time, you should be excited, but I will do better, and I will be better, and I will get better. So look at this. Look at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, and remember Peter preaches this great sermon on, on the day of Pentecost. And as he's preaching this sermon, the people's hearts begin to get pricked. Because remember, Christ is already dead at this point. So the people are understanding 
this person that we were so angry with and that we hurt and we spit on and we caused this man to become to be crucified he really was who peter says he is he he was jesus he was the christ and so notice what these men are doing at this point these men understand notice this verse 36 of chapter 2 therefore let all the house of israel know assuredly that this that god hath made the same jesus whom you have crucified both lord and christ so now think about this is the time where they're thinking about their faults they're thinking about the things that they've done wrong but notice they're thinking about the future so verse 37 so when they heard this and when they understood their faults they said they were pricked in their heart and they said to peter and to the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do here's a part of considering our ways and understanding how you're doing after you consider your faults and you consider your successes and you consider where you want to be notice he said well how do we get there what do we need to do to get better what what do we need to to work on to get better how how can we how can we get better from who we were then peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you will receive the gifts of the holy ghost so notice because their hearts were pricked they wanted to be better because they understood i haven't been better dad preached a, a sermon yesterday on on um unsung heroes but also that morning he preached on on marriage and let me this is i got to get this notebook here because i took some notes on it and i want you guys to see um what it was so as he talked about marriage he talked about some things that that guys need to get better at and consider and so the list was this he said learn to practice um control learn to be considerate and he said learn to be a contemplator and learn to be courageous so as you look at that you can say oh well i might be considerate but i'm not that courageous or i might be courageous but i'm not a great contemplator you see what this does as you look at your faults it should focus and it should hone on what you need to do to get better so here they understood man we just killed the christ he needs we need to get better what what do we need to do to make up for this repent and be baptized in his name so here's the here's the beauty as we close this this topic and this thought here's the beauty of considering your ways and considering your faults considering your faults and considering your ways it should help you to get it should help you transform to be a different person. I was watching an interview from uh, an old interview of Kobe, uh, maybe two or three years ago. And the interviewer said, how do you like losing? And I think the interviewer was expecting him to say, well, I hate it. It's the worst. I love winning more than losing, all that stuff. But he said, it's exciting. He said, it's exciting to lose. And the interviewer said, well, what, what are you talking about? Why is it, why is it exciting to lose? He says it's exciting to lose because losing hones in where you need to get better at. Losing 
gives you the roadmap to succeed the next time. Losing gives you the tools of what you need to do to get better. But here's what he said at the end. I'll never forget what he said. At the end, he said, but here's the hard part. He said, the hard part isn't losing. The hard part is looking at it. See, everybody has the ability and everybody in life has lost at something. But the hard part about losing is looking at it and then getting better. He said, so some players, when they lose, they don't like to watch the tape because they don't want to see them lose. But you have to watch the tape to see opportunities and see plays and see things that you missed. So you have the potential and the opportunity not to miss those again. He said, you just got to look at it. That's the hardest part. And so when the Lord in, in Haggai chapter one, verse five and seven, when the Lord said, consider your ways twice. All of us have lost. All of us have sinned. All of us have let people down. All of us haven't been the person, the, the, the person and the people that we need to be. All of us have. But even though we've all been there, and, and really when you think about it, that puts all of us in the same boat, doesn't it? But here's, here's what separates us. Even though all of us have sinned and let people down and done all those things, how many of us will just stay there? Instead of just staying there, let's get better. Let's get better. So how am I doing? How are we doing? How are you doing? Consider your ways. There's a lot of ways that we all can get better, and that's what the scripture's here for. It's here to help to help us grow and develop. And, you know, as we study and as we grow in this podcast together, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to help each other get better so that we can uh, learn to grow and to be more like Christ. So thank you guys so much. We, we appreciate it. Thank you guys uh, for being here. Um, I know this is kind of a random one, but hopefully it was able to benefit you as we study and as we learn together. So Lord willing, we will be back on Friday with Cole um, uh, for another podcast and then on Monday with another one. But on Friday, we'll have one with Cole. So I'm looking forward to having him on the podcast. Um, Appreciate you guys. Appreciate uh, everything that you guys have done. If you ever need help, uh, encouragement, whatever it is, again, you can message on Facebook, uh, you know, DM anywhere and um, you know we can get a conversation going uh, so that we can learn to get better and grow together so appreciate you guys Lord willing we will see you Friday thanks guys